Welcome to the Starry-Eyed Effect. I'm Brendan. And I'm Jen. On this podcast, we'll be chatting about all things Williams Syndrome. Ups and downs, and what it's like living with Williams Syndrome. We're excited to share our community with you. Thanks for being here. Um, so, uh, this week we have a pretty amazing show, I think, uh, two, yeah. two absolute, like, powerhouses. Super... I get to be part of this intro because, uh, Jen was at a, uh, at a dance, uh, was it, was it like a dance competition? What was it? Uh, the hip hop, hip hop dance convention, you guys. Hip hop dance convention. That's what it was. You were there, you were doing all the hipping and the hopping and, uh, as was, uh, only in the parent class. They only allow people of my age in the parent class. And all the pop slower. They give you less moves. <laughs> much more forgiving all the popping uh, and dropping yep. yeah yep. yeah so uh so yeah so brendan and i had a chance to talk to uh camille fortunato and uh, uh and anthony brendan you're going to be at the big event coming up in november yeah yeah for anthony and camille and fortunato's yeah it's going to be awesome i have a feeling i'm so sad i missed that um conversation because i have a feeling it's going to be amazing and i know camille puts like heart and soul into everything that she does to support williams syndrome association and the grant that she's uh, founded with her family and then has just finished up a pretty fantastic interview um with Callie true love heard of her listeners have you heard of Callie true love listeners if you haven't, you should. Yeah. I just love her. I love her. She's so positive. And um, I tend to be a person who like needs that kind of energy in my life because I can get really focused on all the things that are going wrong. So having somebody that is uh, as energetic and positive <laughs> as she is and is doing great things, it motivates me to want to do great things too. It's why you're friends with me and my bubbling supportive personality. Yes. Yes. So true. Um, oh. All right. Well, what do you guys say? Should we just uh, jump right in and get to it? I yeah. Know. Yeah. Should we give our hearts? We found out during our conversation that when Brendan does hearts, yeah, this is bonkers. I get... It Hold makes on. I wanna... hearts. I want to. Ch- I know. Okay. I'm just going to say that he has magical powers. That's what I'm going to believe. He does have he, magical powers. Just come out. So when I see it, that's what I want to see. Like just hearts. Well, here, like Jen, Jen, you and I, let's do it one more time, and um, I'm gonna edit in something. Uh, oh, great! Blo- you can make us do it. Come on, where are you, hearts? Where are they? <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right, start it out. Start. Uh, hey, Callie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am doing fantastic. So, for those who don't know who you are, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? And uh, tell everyone what you're all about. My name's Callie Truelove. I live in Gainesville, Georgia, and I'm 20 years old. <laughs> and it's a miracle, really, to have Williams Syndrome because it's given me opportunities that I would not have been able to have if I didn't have it. And I just love every minute of it. It's like such a gift from God and a blessing. And and thank you guys so much for having me here. It's a, it's a big, huge deal to me. I don't take it lightly. It's an honor and a privilege to be sitting here in front of such amazing 
inspiring people like you guys so well thank you and it's awesome to have you here too Callie so Callie I had the pleasure of meeting you at convention um which was so much fun and it was really exciting to see convention through your eyes like every time I caught you I just felt like you were so excited and so like over the top about being like amongst your people it was like I'm finally with the people that I've been waiting to be for with my whole life. It's like, this is my family. This is my people. And I just love you guys so much. And the fact that y'all were the first people we got to show the film to was absolutely incredible. Yeah, we have to talk about that because there's probably people listening who, I mean, I don't know how anybody can not know who you are, but how do we introduce you to people who have it? seen your story yet do you do you have this do you know what to say yes ma'am okay. so our movie is out and streaming now and we'll give you guys a link and it's on every every single streaming platform like you know netflix uh apple uh google you know all the streaming platforms <laughs> and if you and so um I was diagnosed with Williams syndrome at two months old, and they told me that I would not live to see my first birthday. But thankfully, the Lord has bigger and better plans for all of us. The doctors can tell us one thing, but God can tell us another. And what he says is always the best and the right thing. Trust me, I've been through a lot in my life, and I felt like giving up so many times. But the Lord has helped me get through a lot of depression and a lot of the stuff that I would not have been able to get out of on my own. So Yeah. How? What year was it that you did special uh, books by special kids? It was 2014 as well because we just, because when I found out I had open heart surgery, I also found out that I was going to get to have a service dog at the yes. time. From that interview, which I love, I love that interview that Chris did with you. He's so nice and captures you and your personality so well. Then you got uh, contacted by a filming company, which was who? Who was it? So first off, it was Bill Riardo and Amy Lang. And then they came out and filmed for three days, did a pilot. And then they took it back out to California, showed it to a few people, and then a few months later, they called us and they said, you're never going to believe he wants to jump on board with this. It's for night, which is also known as Peter Brady. And yeah. we all about lost our minds. So he came out to our house and we, I just, I just felt this deep love and connection for him and his wife and their family. So, so. So, so there's a documentary out for those who don't know, it's called True Love and it's, really a documentary highlighting different journeys of individuals with Williams syndrome. Callie sort of being the catalyst for the documentary and she hosts it and goes out and meets various people with Williams syndrome. So last year at our convention, Williams syndrome convention, you were able to, pre- to premiere it right to the Williams syndrome. Yes. So special and People were so excited about it. You had a red carpet. Yes, that was crazy. It was literally one of the hugest moments in my life. It makes me emotional talking about it. But the fact that the first people we got to show it to was the Williams Syndrome community was so 
special. And it really, and I just, I really am just so beyond blessed to have had that experience with so many other people with Williams syndrome and to be able to see the kids and the adults and the families to see the looks on their faces and to see the hope that it brought them was just amazing. So um, yeah, it, is. it is. And so you really, you've become an advocate um, and yeah, spreading awareness about Williams syndrome. My first question is, what have you been doing since convention? I want you to tell me all that stuff. And then I also want to know, how your dog is doing. Oh my gosh. So I've been doing all kinds of cool stuff ever since convention. We went to Nashville for the Lifting Lives okay. music uh, camp. I love that camp. Yeah, it seems so fun. I've never been there before until just then, but we went out to Nashville and we showed and we showed the film out in Nashville and individuals with William syndrome at the camp got to see it. And then that next day I got to go be a part of the camp and I got to watch what they do. I got to hear all the songs that they sang. It was beautiful. Like it was it was insane. I've spoken at the at the uh, mega disability conference in Nashville and I have spoken at a few disability homes. I've been doing all kinds of cool stuff and just doing videos and stuff like that to encourage people and promote the film and promote other things. So, um, and we also go live every night. We call it a daily dose of true love and we read Bible devotions for people and we tell people about Jesus and my dad pastors a church so we go live every Sunday morning and every Wednesday night. And so that's what I've been up to, just sharing the good news about Jesus and just sharing hope. Starting a foundation. You started a foundation. Yeah, starting a foundation, too, to go with all of that. So yeah. tell us about that. Oh, yes, it's been a blessing. So after the film, we said, okay, our journey cannot end here. We have to do something else now, like that set me on fire to be able to do more stuff for more people. So I was like, okay, let's come up with a foundation and we'll call it the true love foundation. And we'll go and we'll meet other people with Williams syndrome and we will grant them a wish, like take them to their favorite theme park or give the parents a night off just to relax and to be able to enjoy each other's company musical or the instruments. musical instruments, therapy equipment. I mean, pretty much anything you can imagine of. We are just trying to help as many people as we can and give as many people hope as we can. So you're like totally not busy. You're not busy. Yeah. <laughs> I would do anything for you guys. I'm never too busy to talk to you guys or anything like that. So if y'all ever need me again, I'm around. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, how is your dog doing? Oh, she's doing great. She's just a she's just a big bundle of joy and love and kisses. She licked me this morning. Actually, I was sound asleep and I was on my side, and she came and she sniffed me and she licked me and said, "Okay, mom, it's the day of your interview. You gotta wake up and get ready." So <laughs> I got, so I woke up and got myself ready. I'm usually in a t-shirt and a pair of pants, but I said. Uh uh-uh. uh, this is huge. So I want to dress myself up a little bit. So I put on one of my church dresses. <laughs> you look, you look beautiful today. You look great. Well, Thank you. So, so remind me, 
Is your dog's name Dolly? Yes, ma'am. Dolly Star. Dolly Star. Okay. Dolly Star. Your, your first dog was also named Dolly, right? Doodle Dandy. Oh, Doodle Dandy. That's right. I was, I was actually on the doctor show when we found out Doodle had cancer. Oh. And, and so he passed away from cancer. Okay. It was stage five. It was the worst kind of yeah. cancer. Yeah. yeah. So um, we noticed a big lump on him whenever we was on the doctor's show. And right after that, we took him to our vet and they diagnosed him with cancer. He lived for a few months mm -hmm. and then we noticed he was bleeding out of his nose. Mm -hmm. And the, then the chemo just got him. It got the best of him. We took him to get chemo treatments. We did everything in our power to make sure he was taken care of before he said his last goodbye. And so yeah. it was hard, really hard yeah. when he passed because I could not be there with him to say goodbye because COVID was happening. Oh. And of course, it put the film on hold as well when COVID was going on. Yeah. So I went through a deep depression during that time because I felt like I'd lost everything. I felt like I, my whole world was coming to an end. It was, yeah. it was just so emotional. But when I was on the doctor show, I, I knew that that spot was cancerous on Doodle. And I knew that I would be getting another service dog eventually after his passing. So we picked Dolly Star's name because Dolly Parton is the first female to ever have two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oh, yeah. One one for musical and then one for her acting skills. So yep. that's where Dolly Star got her name from. I it's love it. Hollywood. It's so cool. Well, and I was thinking about this so the service dog element of it, right? Like, would yeah. you mind sharing with everybody like how you decided to get a service dog and what that's what that's helped you do? So um Doodle actually came to me in two thousand and 14. I personally prefer to get the service dog as a puppy so that we can grow up together and grow our bonds and be extremely close. They do have other options where you can send them off to training. And yes. then when they feel like, and when the trainer feels like they're training us, they will give them back to you after they go to their training for a little bit. But I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to be with them, soak up every moment with them be part of the experience. So, um, yeah, God just worked everything out. And then the day Doodle died, I found out I could have another service dog if I wanted to. And so my sister took me in the car and we had a long conversation. And she said, listen, I have three kids and I love them each. And you're not going to be replacing him if you get another one. You're mm -hmm. just going to be able to give that dog a kind of loving home. And plus you're going to be able to not be going through depression anymore and anxiety. So she inspired me to get another service dog. So that's what I did. I got another one and we've that's been together for three years now. Three years. Oh my gosh. It's, that's wow. so fast. So, so your um, service dog helps you with anxiety and depression. Yes. yes. So I have many strokes, I have seizures, I have anxiety and stress and depression. And so what she does is when I cry, she licks my tears away and she gets up on my pressure point. Right. And 
and she'll say, okay, mom, I'm here for you. Whatever you need me to do, just let me know so I can do it. And so, and so I literally just break down and cry all over her and hug her and kiss her and she's just my best friend, which is a really good thing because I'm yeah. suffering from really bad allergies right now and I'm having to take steroids and they make me an emotional wreck. Yeah. So it's a good thing I have her because she deals with my emotions and she understands it's just because I'm on the medicine and mommy will be better after the steroids are over, but yeah. until then she'll be there to comfort me. She's so. sitting right next to you, I can tell. Yes, ma'am, she is. You. She is. She's laying in the floor and she's got her nose up against my foot and okay. she's just like, mama, whatever you need, I'm here for you. I bet that was really like important to have um, Doodle with you during that time because yes. surgery is so scary. That's going to spike your anxiety. Big yes. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad that, that that is when your journey started. I'm glad too, because it gave me, it, it gave me the power to fight through and the power to survive because I made it through the open heart surgery. So, yeah. and a few months later, I got to have doodle by my side. So for those who don't know you though, like what is a day in your life? Like I have a job. I work. I know. For Tell us about it. You have like, you actually have like a couple different things you're doing. Yes. You're, doing the yeah. <laughs> you're doing the film promotion. What else do you do? So I'm actually a chef. I work with Pamper Chef, me and my mom, or Pamper Chef Consultants. And so what we do is we host virtual parties. Yes. And, and you can start a group of your own on Facebook. And then, then you cook and we cook and you just get to have fun. And then you get so much off of our product and then we get the credit. So it's a, it's a win-win. I don't do it for the money. I do it for the happiness of the people and yeah. their friends on Facebook. So, um, yes, ma'am. So I love Pamper Chef because it gives me a safe job to do at home where I'm in my own environment and yes. I don't have to worry about anything bad happening to me. So, and neither does my parents. So that's really good. You can work your own hours, which is nice. Yes. So yeah. yes, and I take breaks as needed. And so it's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I think um, I'm not really a chef, but I did try your edible slime. Oh, yes, the uh, Starburst. Yes. yes. Oh, girl, I've not did that in years. I got to do it for Halloween this year. The green ones, the uh, orange ones, and... <laughs> I, I'm also a social media influencer. I love to speak and I love to help people. I know that's really what you do full time, right? Cause yes, like, that's my things, full -time like go job. together. I just love my life. It's, it's an adventure. You never know what's going to happen. It's a journey. And we have our highs and lows like everybody else. Just because we have a disability doesn't mean that it defies who we are as people. We can get married like normal people. We can have children like normal people. We can drive cars like normal people, you know. We might just have to do it a little bit differently. But hey, I mean, at least you still get to do what other people get to do and you still get to enjoy your life. So one of the things that you do really well that is really important for everybody, regardless of whether or not you have a disability, is gratitude practicing. Like you are um, always so positive. You're looking for the 
gratitude, even in hard situations, like we were just talking about one earlier that was really hard for you. Um, and I see that a lot, like when you, you always, do you want to tell people about like seeing hearts, how you always see hearts everywhere? Yes. So I, I, we honestly have no idea how this happened by the grace of God, but I have, he blessed me with a gift of being able to see hearts everywhere I go. And I've had a few people to tell me ever since the day I've met them, they've also started seeing, been seeing hearts everywhere they go. So it's like a chain reaction. I have no idea where it came from, but I'm thankful for it because love you guys so much. Yeah. Love you yeah. We, I you know, did you know, Kelly, we do that? We do that on every show. Did you just make a little thing? I just saw some hearts come out of your thing, Brendan. Did you? Yeah, I know. It, it oh, does that automatically. It does? How do you do that? I want that. I, I just opinion? did it, and it does it like. Wow. That's really <laughs> cool. from Callie. <laughs> yeah. Look at Yay! that. You made hearts pop up on his screen. That's oh, amazing. Man. Where are you? Where do you see all of this going for you, girl? Oh, my goodness. So I don't really know what my future holds. I'm leaving that up to God. But one thing I really would like to do, try to do, is do a true love the film too. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Like, okay. And people have been asking my producers if another one is coming out. So um, we're working. That's in the works. And then I really want to get married and own a, lots of land and yeah. have horses and become a veterinarian. So cool. because I love animals and I feel like that's my that's my passion as well is to keep acting and to keep being in the filming business and also becoming a veterinarian. And I love spreading love and give and giving hope to others and just being an encouragement to somebody, you know? So how can people follow you or learn more about your journey? So I have a few social medias. I have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. What's not Twitter? Not Twitter. TikTok? Not, not Twitter. Yes. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Oh, yeah. I love TikTok. And you have a YouTube, but we haven't. I have a YouTube also called Cali Chula, but we haven't put anything out in a while. But uh, we're also playing Instagram. Yes. I'm mainly on Facebook and Instagram. So uh, it's a dose of true love on Instagram. And it's a look into Callie's heart on Facebook. And so we do all kinds of cool things on there. You you just never know what we're going to, you know? So I like to surprise people. Yeah. Well, for, for our friends with Williams Syndrome who are watching this, what would you say to them about your journey? And if like you have any encouraging words for theirs? I would say that God has a path for each and every single one of us to take. It might be different. He had filming in store for me, but you know, he could have, he could have write books in store for you. You know, you just never know what God has in store for you. I would say, keep fighting no matter how hard life gets and no matter how hard you want it, how much you want to give up, keep fighting because you have a purpose. God has blessed us all with and without disabilities and you just be you and just keep on doing what you're doing because you might not understand what a big difference you're making in the world, but you are, and people are seeing it. 
And the more you impact people, the more that they're just going to want more of it. So keep going, never give up. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says about you because you already know you're fearfully and wonderfully made. So get out there and share yourself with your community and be the voice for your community. It doesn't matter what the community is. Just take a stand and go out there and do something fun and just live your life to the fullest. Yeah. So that's what that's what I would say. But until then, we'll keep on going. We'll keep on fighting for what's right. And we got this, guys. We yeah. can do it. And we're going to share the love no matter what, no matter how hard people try to get in the way of us. And no matter how many people says we're not worth anything, we know we are. So yes, we're we gonna are. so we're not going to let people put us down. We're going to, we're just going to keep on going. So I, I think you said it all. One, two, three, go. <laughs> Hi, Camille. Hi, Anthony. How are you guys? Good. Hi, Brandon. Hi, Brandon. <laughs> so, for those of you, uh, for those who don't know who you guys are, why don't you uh, introduce yourselves and uh, tell? My name is Anthony, and this is my best friend, Mom. And over here is my best pal, Jackie. <laughs> Who's Jackie? A dog. Oh, a dog! How awesome is that? Awesome. Yes. Oh, if only dogs she could talk. She always wants to do tricks, and she always ran a paw, right, Mom? Right. She always gives us your paw. Hey, let's chat a little. Yeah, let's chat yeah. a little. Let's uh, let's. Uh, so let's let your mom uh, say hi to everybody for a second here. Right. Hello, everyone. My name is Camille. We live in New York, and as you now know, this is my son Anthony. Hi. Well, hi. It's so great to have you both on. Um, thank you so much for making time to uh yeah. to uh thank to you for having us. us. Thank you for having us. Yeah, it's well, it's super great. Um yeah. can you tell us, uh, Camille or Anthony, uh, can you tell us a little bit about when you first um first got diagnosed and you first got the diagnosis of Williams syndrome? Sure. Do you want me to take that one? Okay. Um, so, uh, unfortunately, he was not diagnosed um, very early on, despite being born a very sick baby. Um, lots of medical complications in the beginning. Pretty much the first two years of his life were very, very difficult from a medical uh, perspective. Heart, hearing, blood disorder, um, obviously the feeding and the crying. So, and we had taken him to a bunch of doctors, but nobody uh, knew that it was Williams syndrome. And he was um, diagnosed as having autism, which he does also carry a dual diagnosis, but I knew just it didn't describe Karaoke. the medical um, component. And so at two years old, I took him finally for genetic testing. Um, and the doctor took one look at Anthony and said, oh, he has Williams syndrome. I had never heard of Williams syndrome before, ever, ever. Um, so this was a complete shock. And I think also um, I was a little bit, well, I know I was in denial. So we waited for several weeks to get the microarray back. And sure enough, it confirmed that he did in fact have the microdeletion on seven for Williams. Um, and that really um, was a little bit 
relieving, um, but also terrifying. Relieving because I knew now that truly there was something seriously uh, medically going on and I could now figure out how to get him the best care. Um, but also terrifying because it was something, you know, I knew nothing about. And when I was in the learning process about Williams syndrome was very, very worried <laughs> to yeah. say the least. Yeah, um, for me, I wasn't diagnosed until I was almost 13. I remember that podcast when you said that. I was crying. And yeah, my parents didn't really tell me right away, too. But the first two years of my life were really hard. I had five hernias before the two. Um, and I was allergic to the stitches. So they came back out through the opening. And I had to have you know, um, home nurses come and take care of me. And I had heart problems. And so I can relate. So to you that. had hernia repair and, and anesthesia without even knowing that you had Williams syndrome? Yeah. Wow. It's very interesting to hear you say that there was a sense of relief and and uh you know and, and the sense of fear getting that diagnosis. I was that's very similar to I think my personal um reaction to getting the diagnosis as well. You know, well, Brendan, you had, had uh a misdiagnosis. Yeah, I was misdiagnosed with ADHD. I was put on Ritalin, um, which completely turned me into a monster mood swings, all this and that. Um, so I took myself off of it. And then uh, a while later, I was properly diagnosed. You know, I had the fish test. And lo and behold, I had Williams syndrome. And then I think my first like actual sign of relief was going to camp and meeting somebody else. Absolutely. Williams syndrome. I was like, oh, now, now I see. So you get the diagnosis, you find out what's, what, what's going on. You, you start learning about Williams syndrome. How did the research grant, uh, the Anthony Filippazzo research uh, grant, how did that come about? Sure. So um, it was it was 2014, and well, he was diagnosed October, uh, November of 2013. And like I had said, it it really um, took me by storm, and I didn't really know how to tell anyone or um, how to go about kind of embracing this new life. So in 2014, um, our RC at the time was Jessica Vecchia and um, Melissa Felsher and, and, and her were doing a walk in Manhattan. And I said, you know what, what better way to tell everyone? Um, I sent an email to about 50 of my closest friends and I said, Anthony has Williams syndrome. We're in the process of figuring it all out, but we're going to walk on in April. And if you want to join us, you know, that's where we'll be. And that was really enormous for me because it was a way to kind of have a bittersweet day, like the joy of being with other families. Finally, like you said, being in a community with other, you know, children that I could meet, other families that I could meet and learn from, but also being with my community and letting them know, you know, this was going to be our new norm. Um, and from there, I really got involved with the WSA. Uh, we used to do different types of fundraisers in New York, but it wasn't until um, Anthony was about three and a half um, when he, so he has classic narrowing uh, SVAS pulmonary aortic, um, but he, in addition, has supraventricular tachycardia. So it's rapid incidence of uh, a fast heart rate. And um, when that would happen, we would need to shock his heart back into rhythm. So he went on a pretty good dose of um, medication, but we knew early on he was going to need surgery. Yeah. And and really, the fears of the anesthesia was enough to um, turn my blood to ice. Yeah. So in 2016, as you may have 
probably heard, there was a study brought to the WSA for um, research between Boston Children's and Columbia to really examine sudden cardiac arrest with anesthesia. Um, and at the time, there was no budget allocation sufficient to support this study. And a bunch of us parents got together to say, well, this is an opportunity that we really cannot pass up. It's just too vital to our community. So Ala White Knight was born, um, the brainchild of Laurel Rossi and many other really amazing parents in our community. And that was our fundraiser specifically for Williams Syndrome Research and specifically for this uh, research project in particular. And that was really it for me after that night, um, meeting different doctors, meeting parents who were truly passionate about Williams syndrome and learning that, you know, we were really an under, um, there was really a serious lack of information around Williams syndrome and the comp the medical complications, the whys, how do we risk stratify, why are children passing, why are others, you know, living with mild complications, some with some severe complications. Why are some arresting under anesthesia and some are not? So all those loops um, in my, all those gaps in my mind were really um, critical to start raising awareness and in particular um, engaging researchers and physicians who want to examine Williams syndrome in unprecedented ways. So that's really where they're great in 2017, um, we decided that instead of um, just doing general fundraising, which is super important, I know, um, that we would earmark our fundraising specifically for research so that when research would come to the WSA, which at that time it really started to uh, to present, uh, there would be sufficient uh, allocation in the budget to fund it. And so that's where the creation of the Anthony Filippazzo grant came from. And uh, we launched our event in 2019, and the goal was to have it uh, every two years. Unfortunately, with COVID, we were derailed, but that's all right, <laughs> because we're coming back. We came back with a vengeance this year. Uh, we started the year, as you know, unfortunately, Anthony did have to have his heart surgery in January, so things got off to a little bit of a rocky start, but it was he was successful, and he is doing well. Um, but we went straight into our wine tasting in April, which was enormous, um, very, very uh, Dear friends of ours owned Valbella, as you know, you were there and uh, offered to donate that incredible evening for us. Um, so that was that was extraordinary. We had a great time and it was a, uh, a wonderful way to kick off our November events. And actually, since April, we've been doing a few pop up events like a sip and shop we did the other night. On Sunday, we're doing another uh, a shop and sale at a boutique, a local boutique. Um, we've been doing lots of talks in the community, so we're really trying to keep up the momentum and not just, you know, have it on our major events, which, of course, that's what we're building for, um, but a way to, again, just raise awareness, um, use social media as our, you know, as a, as a platform to reach out to people that we would not necessarily have had access to, and ultimately, you know, change healthcare for individuals with Williams Syndrome. I sit now on the research committee. I'm also on the finance committee. Um, I love to talk to anyone who'll talk back to me about Williams. Let's go. Yes, Brendan, you're on the research committee, but you know, it's so important because we really have to beef up that part of our organization. 
-hmm. And that is a huge um, goal of mine. And I think we're on, we're, you know, with, with, with ACE now, with the crews in the consortium, um, with, with what we have going on at the NIH, I think we're on a really beautiful um, path yeah, good uh, to, see, to see some great, um, some great research and some great data come out of it. So we need to be a two-headed monster. We it, we need to have we can have one section thinking about the the unique aspects of the personality and the family units and the, everything else, and then we should ha we can have profession the doctors and the researchers looking at the unique medical characteristics of of Williams mm -hmm. syndrome. And I think that's uh, that's really it's fascinating and it's and it's so necessary could you talk a little bit about your use of the little pop-up events um and and i think your your use of your um your how you utilize your connections and your friends and um and other businesses to do these to do these little pop-up events can you talk a little bit about how you like how uh, how does a uh, like one of these little pop up events just sort of happen? I love your question, and here's and here's why. Um, uh, it's such a great question because the answer is no, especially this year. So many people for these pop so these pop up events were never my idea. I cannot take credit for them. Uh, a very very dear friend of mine um, turned fifty this year and came to me and said, um, you know, so many people want to have a party for me and want to do this and that for my birthday and that's all great. But my fiftieth birthday pledge is that I want to help you. And we've always been friends and she's always been supportive. But she said, but I want to help you on a different level. I want to. I'm going to cry. I, I want to basically walk this year with you. It was like January 10th or so. She said, I want to walk this year with you from January to January. And I want to do everything you would do for Williams syndrome. I want to learn about it. I want to come to all the meetings. And then I want to give my input to it. And I want to open all of my community and all of my contacts to be a part of yours. So really, I was speechless. It was like 10 o'clock on a Tuesday night. And I, you know, and then she was going, hello, are you there? You know, <laughs> do you hear me? Said, I don't even know how to answer you. I really don't know how to answer you because that's, it's an enormous undertaking. And I don't know, do you really know what? And she said, I know what I'm signing up for. And I'm, and I want to sign. And this is what I want to do. So um, really, that was, oh, Oh my God! So such such a pivotal moment because it was so invigorating, so in, uh, refreshing, especially coming out of having right our COVID years where we were really really in isolation, especially because of his comorbidities. We were super super extra cautious, and so a lot of the pop up. And so her idea was, in addition to the big main ones, we have April and November. Those will be our bookends, but we're going to do a bunch of pop ups in between. And even if we don't necessarily raise so much money at our pop-ups. Um, it's going to be great ways for you to make connections, for people to get to know you, for people to get to know Anthony, learn about the importance of the work that you're doing, the community of the people that you're serving. And, um, and she could not be more right. We just had an event on Tuesday um, with people who, and this is terrible because my goal was to go and meet them beforehand, but it has been so crazy the last couple of weeks with the benefit and work and kids and life. And so I never even got to meet them until the night of, and she took care of everything. And when I arrived, I immediately felt like I had known these people for 20 years. And we were actually texting earlier today because, you know, that 
amazing show of humanity, empathy, compassion, right, from strangers. And from strangers who are not and probably never will be directly impacted by Williams syndrome, right? The, right. There's a high probability that no one in their lifetime that they are immediately connected to um, will ever have Williams syndrome. And so, in my opinion, that's what makes the generosity even more extraordinary. Um, and so, no, to, to answer you, have I really been asking? No, I haven't. The pop-up events have really been people and businesses who either I've supported, you know, because we've been customer customers, um, but it's really been just on their own accord, um, on their own goodwill. And especially in the, the world we're in today, I think it's, it's, it's just such a testament to that there's really good natured humans in this earth who really want to help um and it's it's been amazing it's really been amazing we have another one on sunday who she's been a dear friend of mine she's actually anthony's speech therapist and she owns a boutique locally and she called me and she said i want to address anyone who comes to the benefit um on me from my store and we'll do a fashion show and any you know sales from that night we're going to donate to the grand and you no know, it's just it's just incredible it's just really yeah. incredible acts of kindness so now i'm regretting that i won't be able to make the, the november event because i yeah. gorgeous in one of those gowns or something uh, yeah <laughs> Uh, I would rock one too, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> that would be, we would look so good. Uh, <laughs> I would, yeah, but um, I, I certainly don't want to speak for you, Brendan. I'll, I'll just, I'll sort of ask you, you know, you, you as an adult living, you know, living with Williams syndrome, how does being, you, you talked about best buddies and how does being part of a community and having the community, even people who have never heard of Williams syndrome, but they're just like, no, this is because this is the right thing to do. How, how does, uh, does, does that, do you get much uh, impact of that in, in your, in your life? It's everything and anything. Um, it, you know, anything like that means so much, you know, it has a huge impact on me and you know, who I am as a person. And you know, it's so beneficial. So Brendan, I, I've wanted to say something to you. So I, I like to binge watch the podcasts. So I let them collect episodes collect. And then I try to get a quiet, you know, few hours and I like to listen. Um, and as a, a mom with a, a young man, um, you've been such inspiration to me, obviously now meeting you several times, but then hearing you on the show, uh, the way you converse and your knowledge and your input, you know, that's really important for parents raising our children in the now to be able to see because, you know, I've ambushed Anthony with therapy um, since he's since he's born. And I, I absolutely believe it's made a difference in his life thus far. Um, but of course, we have so many more milestones, you know, to reach right. and we're working on them. But then I listen to you and, you know, it gives me hope. And I say, OK, he, he's going to do this. He is going to do this. We just we just got to keep going. We just have to keep working really hard. But, but my dream is for him to be, you know, an adult, uh, a contributing member of society and whatever his passion, which I think it's going to be music, is going to be. Um, and, and watching you and listening to you uh, is very encouraging for me. So yeah, hopefully, Anthony, 
hopefully Anthony will come back so Brendan and, and Anthony can talk drums. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. That, that means the world coming from you. So I really, really, really appreciate that. We like Brendan. I think it's the overall sentiment. Right? Sure we love Brendan. Getting <laughs> pretty good guy. I think we'll keep you around for a while. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about about the event coming up on the on the third? Yes, Yay! Here's our flyer. I don't know if you're able to link but, that somewhere. Um, but we have, uh, you know, this is our big gala on November 3rd at um, a country club here in Brooklyn. As you know, we are honoring um, Dr. Barbara Pober, who has just been what an extraordinary force in our community. We were very lucky early on, like literally right after his diagnosis, to get an appointment with her. And uh, I don't know if I'm going to say this in my speech. I keep debating back and forth because I know I'm going to cry. Um, but I had, we, we went to her office, you know, made the trip to Boston. I had my, I had pages of notes. I mean, pages. And I wanted to just start running. I wanted to know it all. Soup to nuts, good and bad. I wanted it all. And uh, she looked at me and she said, okay, okay. I'll answer your questions, but how are you? Yep. And, you know, I think it was like the first time in six months that I paused and I just went hysterical crying. She said, how are you? Are you doing okay? And I, you know, I didn't want to talk about me because I knew it was a 90 minute appointment and I had so much to cover. Um, but she made me, she forced me to, to talk to her. And, and, you know, she gave me so much advice, so much advice about how to be a parent, that it was going to be okay. You know, that, that she would be there to give me the guidance and to tell me how to get him best medical care from head to toe, literally. Um, and, and you know, that, that, that he was going to live his life, right? And, and, and we were going to figure out all the ways to make that happen to the best of his ability. And that was enormous because I left there like exhaling. <laughs> um, and we've gone back every every year ever since. Um, so our our benefit is called a night of love, a celebration of life. And I, I thought really long and hard about the title because I think individuals with Williams syndrome, oh my goodness, it's such a it's such a myriad of of things that go on um, medically, intellectually, um, socially. And one thing that is a constant across the board is just their love. Um, and if there's anything that having Anthony has taught me, it is to appreciate the nanosecond because, um, you know, we all know, right, the dangers of Williams and we all know the horror stories. And something I've done this year in particular that I've never had the the, the emotional bandwidth to do before was start to connect connect with families who have lost their children um, to WS. And that's been something I've really wanted to do for a long time. Um, and, and so last year, the end of last year, I actually connected with the Barons. Um, they had lost their daughter, uh, Juliet, a few months earlier to massive cardiac arrest. She was just one years old. And so um, that was enormous to hear their story and um, to learn a little bit about Juliet. And what I decided was every year, well, this is our second year, we present an award at our, at our um, launch event. We presented it to Dr. Beth Kozel, but the award at the time did not have a name and it didn't because nothing was resonating with me. And so I said, well, we'll just present her with a nameless award. Mm -hmm. um, but this 
year with the blessing of the barons, uh, we decided we are going to name the award Love Juliet. And every two years at our gala, when we present the award to a leader in the Williams Syndrome community, it will always have the name Love Juliet. And that really fit in perfectly for our mission, um, why I'm so passionate about the work we're doing, um, and a way to honor Juliet's legacy um, forever. And so we will present Dr. Pover with the Love Juliet Award. We will first name the award. The Barons are coming in from Texas, um, as well as the Sutos family. Jennifer Sutos had a daughter named Lexi, who unfortunately passed 15 years ago at the age of five. So Jennifer and her husband will also be there with us. And um, we're going to open the night naming the award, presenting it to the Barons. Um, and and then we will go into our program where we honor Dr. Pover for her work and contribution to the Williams Syndrome community. So I'm super excited. Uh, we have so far uh, a very good turnout of Williams Syndrome families and Williams Syndrome individuals, which was so important to me. And it's hard, as you know, because we're really scattered. You know, we're unfortunately we don't have a, a nice cluster right here in New York, um, but we have families coming in from Connecticut and. I'll be Pennsylvania, there. Jersey, Brandon will be there. So um, uh, Texas. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited. I, it's going to be a beautiful night. Um, um, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's three weeks exactly from today. Um, you know, I was thinking this morning, uh, obviously it started because of my son, but it has grown into so much more. I've met so many amazing individuals with Williams syndrome that have truly inspired and encouraged me. It's going to be a great night. I hope anyone who's listening who doesn't know about it can can uh, you know look into it. And if you can uh, be there, it would be amazing. We have our website is up www.wsresearch.org. Um, you could follow us on Instagram at afresearch. Uh, uh, and it's going to be a beautiful night. I want to take a pause here to see if we can get Anthony back so that we can. Okay. Uh, are you looking forward to the event coming up on the on the 3rd of November? Uh-huh. What do you like most about events like this? Because I saw because you I saw you at the event this past spring at the wine tasting and you seem to be having a great time. What do you what do you like about these big fancy events? Do you like getting dressed up and 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 uh, and being all be, having a fancy time with everybody? Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> He's a man of many words. You know, <laughs> many but I, some words. I I should have uh I should have tailored the question a little bit better. That is uh, I should have made that a little bit more open-ended. Um, awesome. that is that's on me. That's usually why I'm behind the scenes and not <laughs> Lord, thank you guys so much for today. I really appreciate it. Yes, yeah. thank you, Camille. Thank you so much. Thank you, Anthony. For, uh, for giving us a, a few moments of your time. Goodbye. Goodbye, Anthony. Anthony Thank thanks so much. much. Bye. Happy weekend, guys. Happy weekend. You've been listening to The Starry-Eyed Effect, presented by the Williams Syndrome Association. The show is hosted by Jennifer Keaton and Brendan Lemieux and produced by me, Joel Listman. Theme song by Tommy Barbarella and Mariella Elm. Got a question for the show? Email us at podcast at williams-syndrome.org. Video version of the podcast available on the Williams Syndrome channel on YouTube. Review us on Apple Podcasts, and maybe it will get featured on a future episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to The Starry-Eyed Effect wherever you get your podcast delights. Yeah.